Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel and Lindsay. Rachel's sick again. I do not have COVID. I have been tested, I would say, in the last week six times. And um, it's just sinuses. It's allergies turned into sinuses, but like it's settling in my chest. I can feel it as I'm talking to you. Me and Brian had to talk about that. Had to talk about what? Yeah, I talk about allergies. He has al- he's new to allergies too. Because of LA. LA is an allergy place. I never really had problems with my allergies until I came out here. Yeah. Bad air out here. You you're saying that the air is bad? I mean, I like is Texas it? has a lot of trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I would suffer from it in Texas. Brian lived in Texas with me. Miami, there's nothing. He moved out here. First year he was good. This year he had allergies. Does air pollution <clears throat> cause allergies? <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Donnie? I'm Googling. Do you know if air pollution causes allergies? I have no clue. I know that the, she's right about the air, right? The air quality is a concern in L.A. That's why it's so pretty after it rains because you get a, a, a look of what the city would look mm-hmm. like. If the air but also, I just lost my train of thought, which is probably going to happen a lot during this podcast as I'm foggy. No, bullet it's not train bullet of thought. Train. Star Brad Pitt. Um, no, no, no. It was something about Brian and allergies. Right. I don't know. But it also could be the fact that we were inside a lot and now we're outside. That's and true. so, could be. you know, and for me, <clears throat> it always starts in like February. I'm like, yo, what is wrong with me? I can't breathe. And like for months, I'm like, I can't breathe. I can't sleep. I can't breathe. And then it just goes away because it's the allergy. It's the spring in. for me. Spring coming in. I was at your house on Saturday. Finally, you guys. So you can stop hear him, hearing him talk about how he I don't invite him over. You were there, but he almost didn't come. Almost didn't come. Almost didn't come. Kalika Cass said, come on, you guys. You know, this this idea was because Van talked about it on the podcast. I said, come on over. It's going to be a family day. Bring Bozeman. He and Copper can play with Brownie, have a good time. Yeah. Kalika and Bozeman show up. Van, nowhere. Yeah. I, I was at the house because <clears throat> my friend Holly was boxing later on that night. And so... I'm to the age where I can only do one thing per day. <laughs> so if it's like go somewhere and then go somewhere else, I have to choose one. I'm not doing two things per day. But I got up and I went to go box myself, box around. And then Kalika goes, come to Rachel's house now. <laughs> Is that what she texted <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> She's like, come over here now. <laughs> Bozeman, food is great. Where were those cookies from? Crumble. That motherfucking crumble is off the chain. I like, like Those... that, that fucking cook. Like, <laughs> yo, I try not to be because I don't want. I don't like to get one of my sort of like uh, insecurities is I can't get too excited about food in front of other people <laughs> because it makes me feel so like everyone was excited though about crumble. You were fine. I'm like so. I'm over there, right? And his chips and uh, Brian grilled out chicken and all that. So I'm, I'm I'm nibbling and stuff. And I see this pink box open. I'm like, oh, shit. What the fuck? What is in there? And then I see, I was like, oh, there's a chocolate chip in there. And you ever eat something that you know is going to be good, but you're not prepared for how good it was going to be? Yeah. 
So I open, I, I tell them, I'm, I'm, I, I break the cookie. I'm like, ooh, consistency is good. <laughs> Jesus. And then I'm like, oh, and I want to go, oh, but I'm looking at Brian and Brian, Brian, Brian's drinking the Celsius and he's talking about what he has to do to lean out. And I'm like, I don't want to get too excited over this fucking cookie in front of Brian. And, um, but those cookies are fantastic. That's a place that you've been before. Crumble. Constance, my sister, said, do y'all have a crumble? You should order cookies from there. Never heard of it. It's all the way in Northridge. But because I live far out. He delivered it, the cookies from Northridge? I mean, I'm in the valley. Just, in, just up the You're fire. in like Valley Village, though. That's like a nice little hike. I guess. Well, look, it was worth it. Was it bad for you to get over there? Did it take you a long time? Not really. Not bad. Saturday, Not like bad. you jumped the hill. I'm glad you came. It was fun. The kids were excited to see you. You know, they love you. Alistair Hendricks. Yes. Alistair Hendricks. You played around. You, you did exactly what you said you would do. You threw them around in the pool. They were, they had a time and they were knocked out at the end of the day. It was they a don't weigh a thing. lot. No. Easy don't. to pick them up and launch them. <laughs> yeah, they're lean kids. Yeah, they're big. They're tall. Well, who is their dad? You mean who is their dad? A man named Alex? Is he tall? He's like Constance is tall for Constance is tall. He's maybe like six feet, six one. You could tell Constance played basketball. Was she good? You can't tell I played. Not really. Was she like? Was she? <laughs> I can tell she, that she's gonna love this. I could tell that you were. I could tell that. Okay, wait. Which kind of player was Constance, and which kind of player was I? Constance was a scorer. She was. I she was tell. a shooter. She Constance was a scorer. You were an intense competitive like in your face you were a wolverine out there and you were effective because of it because you 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 good athlete but you were also so aggressive i was defense first yeah 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 defense first yeah like a I little was a monster you were patrick beverly okay yeah you and i the, would taunt people like that too exactly for sure i could tell constance was smooth with it constance you could tell you know what i'm saying she was smooth <laughs> yeah. with it Alice is tall, man. And then you you had another friend from Dallas. She was at the house. So, yeah, it was really like a family day. My friend Premier was there. She's been out here for 12 years. I've known her as long as I can remember. I don't even know when we became friends. Parents were friends. Uh, she and I grew up together and her brother. Mm -hmm. And then um, another girl, Jade, was there. Jade. She uh, grew Jade up with us, Spelman. too. No, that was Maya. That was Maya. Maya. So I've known Maya since I was 14. She went to Spelman with my sister. Uh -huh. Speaking of Spelman... Did you see the news? Angelina Jolie's daughter. I figured you'd be upset. I'm not because upset that just at all. means more money's I going don't to a Spelman. Why it's a big deal? More money's going to a Spelman. You know why it's a big deal? Because she's going to HBCU, and I thought of all people, you would be very excited about I am that. Super you happy. condemn me for not going to an HBCU. So the fact that she's, you don't really hear of celebrities' kids. I feel like going to HBCUs, especially when they come from white families. I'll be honest with you. I personally think. <laughs> That says more about Angelina Jolie. Well, that's why it's news. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. That's, that's why like, it's news. Yeah, it's not because it's a hair. It's a horror. That says more about Angelina Jolie. They was keeping it real in their house. I mean, it was some fuck shit going on if you listen to her and all of that stuff with Brad and the kids. But but it they was keeping it real in that house. Yeah. Angelina Jolie probably wasn't one of those. See, because I always wonder, and for white people that have ado adopted black kids... Sometimes I feel like they go about it the wrong way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like they watch a YouTube video and then they learn how to do cornrows. Yeah. And then they come back and they have somebody's <laughs> hair all fucked up. And then we could look at you and tell that your mama white. 
because your hair is fucked up. Right, 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 right. White people that have black kids, don't do it that way. Just take your kids to Lamert and drop them the fuck off. I told you about my white neighbor who came, knocked on my door and asked me if I could do her child's hair. See, that's too far, too. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I actually really appreciate it. It's not like I didn't know her. Oh, she wasn't a str- I knew her as a neighbor. And she told me that she asked me if I could show her how to do hair. Show her how? I did show her oh, how. Oh, show her. I thought she meant if you could do it. Then I I'm did like- it and showed her. She wanted me. And I like pulled out my basket of products and I did her hair and I told her what to get. I don't like it. Like, so what else is she supposed to do? I'm she doesn't sure. ask. So she is supposed to do YouTube videos. How is she know. supposed to know what hair like, shop like, to go to? I was like, this is us or some NBC. It is, it, that is an episode of This Is Us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but she asked and she wanted to learn. And I showed her. She stayed. It's not like she dropped her off and went back downstairs. I like <clears throat> that Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, whomever over there in the Perfect Bone Structure house had enough wherewithal to instill in some way, maybe maybe they didn't instill it purposely. Maybe they just didn't stand as a roadblock because we don't talk enough about that. We don't talk enough about what not being a roadblock means. Yeah. Because sometimes it's not about, hey, you need to go to Spelman. Sometimes it's about, hey, I want to go to Spelman and you not saying, hey, shouldn't you go to Brown? Shouldn't you go to Princeton? Shouldn't yeah. you go to Texas? You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just about that. And I think... And I think that matters, but we talked about the Spellman thing. Just let, I just want to let people know it's other HBCUs, shout out Southern, even shout out fam you. And I don't really fuck with the Rattlers like that. Well, Van had a conversation about Spellman with my sister who went there and mm-hmm. Maya yeah. and shared these exact same sentiments. <laughs> he just can't. But we had a good time. We had a good time on Saturday, and I'm so really fun. glad you came. So fun. Then. It was so funny. I jumped in the pool. All the water came out the pool. That's not true, <laughs> y'all. We were in, I, I, I was in the pool so long, though. You know how you, you get in the pool, and you're in the pool so long that when you get out of the pool, you feel like all the water is out of your body? Yeah. Like yeah, your, yeah, your yeah. faces. I'm like, God damn. You're like, it's so fun. Nice pool. By the way, great house, Rachel. Oh, thank you. Like a great house, y'all got money. All right, you guys, we have to start with something that is two things, as a matter of fact, that are not so fun, but we have to celebrate some people here. Um, we're gonna do that on the other side. Just break the big deal of the day. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams, so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. We're going to start the big deal of the day today, (laughs) remembering two titans in American culture. Uh, Boston Celtics great, Bill Russell. 
passed away at 88. And Nichelle Nichols, uh, a trailblazing, underrated TV legend. Mm. This is the same day the news broke within hours of one another. Bill Bill Russell, yeah. you can't say enough about what Bill Russell meant, not just to sports, not just to the NBA, not just to the Celtics, but to, you know, American culture. Yeah. He's a titan. He's a stalwart. It's like when you think of what the quintessential basketball player should be, mm-hmm. I feel like I think of Bill Russell. Interesting. <clears throat> Not just because, you know, like people can go back and forth and, you know, I, you know, 11 championships, yeah. first black head coach, all of that. Like you can do all of that. But when people talk about playing with him, they talk about how selfless he was, how it was about the team instead of the individual, which you don't necessarily see all the time these days. So to see that he put the team first rather than putting up his own stats or his own agenda, it was all about everybody else. And that carried on to off the court. Everything that he did, he was at the March on Washington. You know, he stood behind Muhammad Ali. He, I mean, he was in there in the midst of the civil rights movement. And then the way he turned his back, I shouldn't say it, that sounds more negative, but the way he stood against the treatment that he felt, not felt, but was getting in Boston Mm -hmm. and how, you know, he didn't show up when they retired his jersey because of the treatment that he was getting there from the very city that he was so dedicated to in regards to, you know, playing with the Celtics. Um, Just everything he did, mentoring young people, always on the sidelines at an all-star game, always there to give advice, to lend a hand, to... Because he loved the game and he loved the people that were a part of it. But then he also loved the culture and he knew what he represented and what he stood for and what he meant to so many people. So just like, yeah, when I just think just to round it out, he's just like the basketball player, the ultimate basketball player to me. Super well said. So this is where I think about when you think about a guy like Bill Russell. So let me tell you how Michael Jordan changed basketball to me, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. I think that Michael Jordan changed basketball because Michael Jordan changed the focus of the game to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, I, you know, I was I was born in 1980, so I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of who led the league in scoring in 1959 or who led the league in scoring in 1975. I know who the greats were from all of those eras were, uh, who, from from all those eras, but it, things changed when Michael Jordan came around. Really, there was a holy trinity in the NBA of Jordan, Bird, and Magic. And I think that there was a... a, um, There was a a mission on behalf of the league to make those three guys bigger than the game. And then Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan became bigger than those two other guys and bigger than sports, right? And what he did was change the dynamic of team (laughs) sports to where... Now, it just didn't matter if you won. You have to be the reason why mm-hmm. you won, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it, 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 it's less important than Scottie Pippen's actually been talking about this, right? It's less important to be uh, Scottie Pippen, who is an integral part of championship teams, right? right. Uh, you have to be the number one reason why, why people win it. Everyone has to know it. You know, if you play for a team that's too stacked, that's some people's uh, some people's problem with Kevin Durant. Then they go, oh, blah, blah, blah. You're not the difference maker. You're not this. You're not this. Has much less to do with 
the entire ecosystem of a team or an organization and whether or not you are the single single uh, the single difference maker in that situation. Bill Russell was a difference maker period. Period. Yeah. Like Bill Russell for sure. You don't look at Bill Russell as the same type of player as like a Jordan, but he was the guy that had to go out and stop Wilt Chamberlain. He was the guy that had to go out and neutralize this dominating, ridiculously athletic, almost alien force in basketball. Wilt Chamberlain was a guy two generations before <laughs> his time in basketball. He was just uh, like a unicorn in every sense of the way but so was Bill Russell and Bill Russell every single part of his life just made a difference he stepped on that court and whatever you needed to win he gave it to you if you needed 30 rebounds he gave you 30 rebounds and when I say 30 I mean 30 Mm -hmm. I mean if you need somebody to go out there and get you 20 Mm -hmm. 25 30 boards he'd give it to you if you need somebody to march with you to go change situations in society he was there for you if you need somebody to show up and support somebody else who was doing it right to be a teammate you would do it he was the consummate professional not just at basketball he was the consummate professional at life yeah. and was funny and was gracious and was a gentleman. And, you know, I think we always say this and and we like we, we, we say this a lot. Right. We always say this. My thing is, I don't know if there are a lot of Bill Russell's out there right now. I think there's some guys out there that are doing their best Bill Russell impression. In the game of basketball. Period. Or period. Okay. I think <clears throat> I think we need more Bill Russells. And sure. unfortunately, with his death, I'm hoping that the silver, the, as unfortunate as his death is, shall I say, I'm hoping that the silver line is that people have a little bit more of an understanding in how he lived and what he yeah. was on and off the court. The statesman that he was, the ambassador for basketball, that he was, I never saw one minute of his play, but he was as recognizable sure. a figure to me as anybody else was because he was always right there mm-hmm. for the younger generation of guys, always involved. I saw the man. I got a chance to meet the man. Oh, you did? Yeah, and he was just like a gigantic, living, breathing, cultural deity. And so... It's 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 a sad day, but it's also an opportunity yes. for us to remember and aspire That's right. to be as great as Bill Russell was. I mean, even when I was, you know, reading about it and look, I knew these things and I don't want to say I forgot about them, but I was reminded as I was going through it and I'm like, wow, he did so much and we're talking about it again. And you're totally right. I didn't think about it as the silver lining, but it's so true. Hopefully it does someone say, maybe I'm not doing enough and I could do so much more. Yeah. Or maybe the way I've been going about it ain't right. So yeah. I don't, do we have any Bill Russells? You said not, you don't know. I, do we have any? Any. Look, I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I want to, I don't, don't want to take away from what anyone's any. doing, even though I kind of Well, no, I use it as motivation. Bill use Russell it as motivation. is motivation. Rest in peace to Bill Russell. Um, Nichelle Nichols, just an 
unbelievably important trailblazing actress uh, played Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek. She passed away at, at 89. This is one of the most familiar faces in my life. In your life. Yeah. And and sadly, not everyone's. I mean, obviously, we all know that I don't know the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars, but I was familiar with Nichelle mm-hmm. because of what she represented and her being in that role. And you didn't see typically at that time black women play a role outside of being a maid, a mammy, mm-hmm. a slave, something like that. So I knew her for what she stood for and, and that she was a trailblazer in that right. But I don't really know, sadly, like I don't know that much about her life outside mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. I, I, no doubt. His thing caused controversy back in the day because, and she influenced your life, and you don't even know how much she influenced your life. I'll tell, tell you me. right now. I'll tell you how she influenced your life. One of the biggest moments in television history, something that you would actually emulate later on, is that it's one of the first interracial kisses was between her <laughs> and Kirk on Star Trek. You don't even know that she paved the way for you in your she life, did. not just in TV, but in your <laughs> life. Who would have known without people seeing James T. Kirk? captain of the USS Enterprise and Lieutenant Uhura kissing, you might not have <laughs> Maybe so. Brian right now. <laughs> Maybe so. You know what I mean? I had no idea. I was wondering how you were going to bring this together, but my goodness. Yeah. Um, Martin Luther King <clears throat> Jr., a guy that I'm sure you guys have heard of, called it the first non-stereotypical role Played by a black woman in television history. Michelle, you give Jesus a hug. I'm telling you straight up right now. If if Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, had said something that. like that about me, I would be telling that. Everybody. I didn't hear enough. I want all of our, our elders, make sure y'all talk y'all shit before y'all leave us. Because <laughs> that's the type of thing I would be telling everybody. Everybody, I will go to the DMV. They'll be like, "Hey, you gotta wait." I'm like, "No, I'm not waiting for nothing." Doctor King told me. <laughs> Rest in and peace. And that's why we can't have anything because <laughs> we would do that. But yes. Rest, Rest in, in peace, peace to Michelle Nichols. Um, Beautiful. Uh, in her career, she was known for that role. She played that role uh, not just in television, uh, on television, but in movies as well. Uh, just a fantastic, like for me, someone who loves sci-fi, I can't tell you how much when you're watching Star Trek as a kid mm-hmm. or when you're watching Star Wars as a kid, like at a time when we were thirsting and starving for a representation, right? Mm-hmm. At a time when you were, you, you'd see these movies and you would never see anyone who uh, reminded you of one of your uncles or your aunts. And then you see Lando Calrissian in Star Wars He's the man in Bespin, right? He's like, just runs Cloud City, right? You see Lieutenant Uhura, and she is right there representing a future. Um, you know, in the 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 Federation, representing a future that is supposed to have been moved, has supposed to have moved past racism. <clears throat> right? Oh, really? They address that? Yeah. Well, the reason why the crew is multicultural 
in uh, on the enterprise is because we're supposed to be at a point where that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. We're supposed that's to be we're supposed really to be at a point where that's Star not Trek. a thing. Where that's not a thing anymore, right? <clears throat> um, and so, you know, you have the the Federation. So they don't live on Earth. They do live on Earth. The headquarters okay. is in San Francisco. Okay. But they never deal with I that. I really know nothing. I don't know the concept. I don't know anything okay. about Star Trek. So except this is, for this. So this is what... Okay, who does that in Star they Trek? They all do. No. Captain Kirk? Wrong. I don't know anybody else. Spock? Yeah, Spock does. <gasps> I just literally pulled that out Okay, so Spock does that. You put five people up and I wouldn't know which one was Spock. So... If, <laughs> You wouldn't know which one was Spock? Which one's Spock? I don't even know if I would fully be able to identify Captain Kirk. My nigga. Like, on some real shit. You know what? It's like (laughs) Spock. Like, like Spock. But I know that there's a Spock. I, I feel you. Spock is the one with the pointy ears. That's the oh, only one. Oh, that, that, yeah. that's him? Spock. Okay. Spock. I saw him at Comic-Con Spock. a lot. They had him Spock. Okay, so Spock does live long and prosper. Mm-hmm. And so he does like that. Spock is a Vulcan. Okay, we're going deep. So Spock live long and prosper. Sometimes they'll do it back to Spock, but most mostly this is Spock that does that, right? Spock is actually Can he Vulcan. go like this? He might be. I can't do that. Not like talking about. Maybe I can. But Spock, I could do okay, this. Okay, so, but like he can move his fingers around. Yeah, he can. Okay. Like he has, so Vulcans don't have any emotions. So Spock is a Vulcan, and so he doesn't have any emotions. So this is the, his All emotion. Logical. No, it's not his emotion. He, oh. his, he, he still kind of feels emotions because he's part human. But Vul- emotion is like forbidden on Vulcan. His mother was Winona Ryder. They had her in the movie. But anyway, so... Um, so, so what, what the Federation is, is they go out and explore the galaxy. That's their job. Okay. So their job is to go out, explore and make contact with other things. You know, you know what I mean? Space, the final frontier. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So they go out and they explore. But it's, they're peaceful though. They have weapons in case it gets gully because the Romulans, the Cleons, all these other people, sometimes they get gully with them, but they, they're peaceful. And she was a lieutenant. She had status. She too. had status. She's on a bridge with with Kirk. <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's amazing. With Scotty. Mm. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. A moment of silence for those two people that have become our ancestors now. Good journey into the hereafter. Uh okay. I said that that was the big deal of the day, but I'm wrong. I'm sorry about that, Donnie. When we come back, on the other side of the break, the big deal of the day. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. 
when you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right. We've all been waiting for this, what they were going to do, how severe or not severe it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And now we know. Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. Um... We now know the story. Uh, dozens of women, 25 women, have filed civil lawsuits against Deshaun Watson, alleging of improper conduct during various sessions of massage that he got. Right. Um, we're talking about things from exposing himself to pleasuring himself to different sort of levels of assault, which mm -hmm. those things are sexual assault. Absolutely. Um, a lot of these have been settled out of court. I think all 23 of them, out of 24. 23 out of 24 have been settled out of court. Uh, there have not been any, there have not been any um, criminal charges that have really been able to stick to Deshaun Watson. So whatever penalty that was going to come as a, re as it relates to this was going to come from the, uh, the NFL. Mm -hmm. And now we know that it is six games. This has been a long and winding sort of saga of <laughs> events that started nearly a year and a half ago, maybe longer than that, 2021, 20, 2020, something like that. We've been going through this like forever. The accusations start for years back, but I feel like we didn't find out till like 2021. Could be. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, so now... Uh, we know that the judge and the judge's name in this case is Sue L. Robinson. Um, and this six game suspension was decided by her. It includes an unprecedented condition. Watson can only get massages from therapists that are on the Browns' staff. Uh, he can't hire his own massage therapists. That is according to Tom that is according to reporting done by the NFL Network. I don't know what that guy's name is. Uh, the NFL, from what we know, have been pushing for a suspension uh, of at least a year. The Players Association and Watson's attorney say that he shouldn't have been suspended at all. Hmm. Rach. Uh, so there's a lot here. And I even have questions with it. So if you like, there's a lot being compared to other players that have been suspended prior to Deshaun Watson getting his penalty. You have to also consider that um, former federal judge Sue what's Robinson. Robinson, Robinson, Sue Rob. This is the first time she has done this. If you'll remember, it was Roger Goodell who was giving out these penalties and these suspensions before. This is the first time, I guess this is under the new CBA, that they've agreed that it would be a mediator that they both agreed on, or um, an arbitrator, they both agreed on, that would listen to the case <clears throat> from an objective point of view. So this is the first time that she's done this. So you, it's hard to compare 
what has happened before when it was Roger issuing those out versus what Sue is deciding in this case. The other thing is, I heard today that only four of the accusations were considered. Yeah, only four. That's true. That I Why? I need somebody to tell me how that's possible that if there were no criminal charges, we know that there were 24, I've heard 24, 27, and 30, but we know there were over 20 civil suits. 23 have been settled. Why are we only considering four? And whose choice was that to put up four? Because my question becomes, did you put up those four because those were the strongest cases? And was that a decision that was by the NFL that did that? Why would we not consider all 23 to show some t- sort of pattern here? To me, that would, even if they, they're not, even if it's a varying of the type of assault that was committed, alleged assault that was committed, it still would seem stronger to throw all of them out there because at the end of the day, he had, he settled 23 out of the 24. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. I don't understand. And this was coming from, this was an argument in Deshaun Watson's, from Deshaun Watson's camp and the NFLPA. They were arguing that according to the NFL code of conduct, teams and owners are held to a higher standard than players. We know that the team has been sued by some of these women and they have not had any sort of penalty. So their argument is, well, if you're not holding them to some sort of penalty, then how can you hold Deshaun Watson when they have a higher standard in with code of conduct than he does? So there are all these different questions that I have out of this. And it comes down to something we say every single time we deal with one of these issues where there is a criminal act committed, alleged, whatever. And then it goes to the NFL to make some sort of decision. And there always seems to be inconsistency. And at the end of the day, obviously, the victims are never going to feel whole. And that's not the goal. But you want the crime, uh, the punishment to fit the crime. And six games doesn't fit feel like that's the case mm-hmm. and if you're comparing it to other 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 acts that have been committed by other players or if you're just looking at this standing alone I mean you listen to these stories you see these accusations this isn't a where there's smoke there's fire there's he's settling the cases there's something there I do have an issue too with Deshaun Watson because he is not he publicly has not shown remorse he publicly still says he is innocent but today oh boy from the pivot Fred? Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor said that he spoke to Deshaun Watson three weeks ago and he was sorry that it all happened. And if he go if he could go back, he would never do it. And then um, Dominique was like, well, if that's what he really said, then he needs to come out and say that publicly because nobody has seen him show any sort of remorse. So there's something missing here still. Um, What you hope is that when you get to this point of a case or a media circus saga or whatever is that there'll be um answers about what happened and what's going on that's what you hope you yeah you hope that you'll get some answers or because Mm -hmm. without any truth or any answers or any understanding there can be no closure Mm -hmm. um and the victim's closure is by far the most important thing that goes on with this right absolutely it's the whole thing but i think that when something is as public as this is Everybody's looking for a little bit of closure because people have to make their peace with what's going to happen during an NFL season or how they should feel when they see Deshaun Watson. And that's not unfair for people to ask. I want to know what went down. We still have no clue what's happening here. Six games doesn't seem like it's enough of a punishment, right? Right. 
but we don't even know what he's being punished for. Conduct unbecoming. What is unbecoming about what it is that he did? Because that means something was there. Well, no, I'm saying is is the very accusation unbecoming? Is being in the situation unbecoming? Is the fact that the league is being looked at like this unbecoming? What has happened? Like, if you get a DUI and they hit you with a three-game suspension, we know why. If you get into a domestic situation or if you beat the the shit out of your kid, which we've seen in the NFL— and you get a suspension. We know what's unbecoming. In this situation, we have Deshaun Watson and his his representation basically saying, hey, I didn't do anything, but I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, literally, they're saying, I didn't do nothing, but in case anybody was hurt, my bad. And, and, and settling out of court over and over and over again. You see right here. His attorney and the NF and the NFLPA, which yeah. I would love to talk to them about. I, it, I was thinking that this like morning. Like the NFLPA, they're saying they still don't think he should have gotten any suspension at all. But because of the way they handled the owners, that's their defense. It's not be based on innocence. It's because the code of conduct holds these people higher, and you didn't even punish them. So why are you punishing him? So I guess my thing. So I guess my thing with this is like, is there, there is. Like, this isn't over. As a matter of fact, if you want my opinion, the six-game suspension made it worse. The sp- the six-game suspension made it way worse. It made it worse yeah, because, that makes sense. because no one has any idea what the fuck is happening, but everyone feels like that's not enough. And when feelings dominate information, sure. shit always goes wrong. Sure. So either Deshaun Watson needs to say, hey— I used to go into massages with women like and say things to them that made me expect that it was okay for me to pull my dick out Mm. and some of these women didn't get it or there was some there is an explanation here or the explanation is that this guy has a serious fucking problem and he needs help and not to be in an NFL organization. But there is an answer and this what we've just gotten. Brings us no closer to finding it out. And it's and because it's well, I just, I was about to say it's definitive. It's not. So the NFL and Deshaun Watson side has three days to decide if they're going to appeal it. Now, NFLPA has already said they're not appealing. Whatever the decision was, they weren't going to appeal it. So we're not expecting that to happen with them. But the NFL could appeal the decision because Deshaun Watson's team was asking for no, no penalty, no suspension. And the NFL was asking for a year. That is such a large, like, there's, a, there's a huge difference that they were asking for him nothing. Oh, and also to add to that, he has no fine. So he's only losing money for the six games, yeah. which I saw was $330,000, but will collect, what, like 40-something million this year for the rest of the games? Yeah, that's a lot of money. So if you're Deshaun Watson, how, why would you ever sit, do one of the two things, if any, that you just said? He's already said he denies it all. It didn't happen. Now he has his, unless they appeal it and the decision has changed and the appeal, and the appeal goes to Roger Goodell. Let's just say it stays at six games. You don't play those six games. You keep working out. You can come back and start practicing within that sixth week. You're still you're going to get your money after that. You're going to play the rest of the season as a starter. Like what incentive so, do you have? That's a fantastic question. That's my. That's what I. Let uh, me tell you what. Let me tell you what my incentive would be. If in some kind of way, I was accused 
of jerking off in front of 25 different women. Mm-hmm. And there was either an explanation or I didn't do it. Nigga, we putting a fedora on. We putting on a trench coat. We investigating this shit. We going deep. I'm going to let everybody know every single... the. This is all about Deshaun and how he wants to be viewed in his career now. If Deshaun Watson is okay with people thinking that he is a sexual deviant, which he would have to be, that likes to jerk off in front of women, like without their consent, Mm -hmm. then Deshaun Watson will continue to keep quiet. But if it was me, I would be on my, I'm finding the real killer shit. If it were me and that was the perception of me, and and that is in fact what not happened what didn't happen should i say i'm going to make sure that everybody knows what the fuck went on look i don't see what type of explanation there could be but maybe there's one maybe he's fucking fucked up in the head or some i have no clue but what but if deshaun watson just says hey six games came down sue robinson made the decision the nfl has to abide by it like this is the way the arbitration process works Boom, now let's everybody move on. They ain't never moving on. This is with him forever. He he could go out right now and win the the MVP and the Super Bowl, he's still gonna be the jack off guy. You think and so? I absolutely believe so. So if we're going by history, people let it go. People will move on to the next thing eventually. Like Browns fans are gonna be forgiving. Cause they've already they they put um Picked him up when, not picked him up, but you know, like he was traded to the Browns when this investigation was going on. So Browns fans aren't going to care for the most part. I think, and people will move on to the next thing. Somebody else will do something terrible because that's just human nature. And they're just slowly going to look past Deshaun. I'm telling you. They will move on. Of course they will. But they will never forget. Yeah, but will they, will they, and what does that mean? How how does that look? You'll never look, forget. I tell you straight up, bro. I tell you straight up. Twenty five is a big number. People have moved on and forgotten things. I, I, I know they have for athletes in the past, but there's been a mer- twenty five is a big number. That that seems pathological. Like twenty five is a big number. So what I'm saying is, if I'm Deshaun Watson I, and there is an explanation, which he is laying down in front of the fucking train promising people that they're, that he is innocent. He needs to convince people of that. And if he doesn't, then he's okay with being known as a jack-off guy. And until I know more about it, his name is JLG. <laughs> jack-off guy. I got to be real with you. Like, go out there, play football, do whatever you got to do. But until I know, he's a jack-off guy. Look, there are plenty of jack-off guys out there. The reality is, if you ask the permission to jack off and the permission is given, as long as the person doesn't work for you or you're not in some position of power over them because there's other niggas who got in trouble with that shit, it's fine. You can't just jack off in front of people. You can't just nut all over people. You can't do that. And he was doing uh, alleged, the allegations alleged. are even beyond that. Beyond that, though. It wasn't just that. I just can't even imagine at how triggering it is to see him, going to see him talked about on sports programs. Because the story is going to, I mean, when six games is over, everybody in the media is going to be talking about it. 
Deshaun Watson's first game. What will he do? Who is it against? This the, this story will come back up about the allegations and the suspension and what he's been doing. And you just have to relive it over and over again if you're one of these victims. And remember, the New York Times article said there were 66 women they talked to. Remember, nice. half of them were just afraid to come forward because of what's happening right now. Okay, something a little uncomfortable we have to talk about here on the podcast. All right. Mystical. <clears throat> Real name, Michael Tyler. He was arrested and charged with first-degree rape in Ascension Parish, the parish right outside of East Baton Rouge Parish, on Sunday. According to WAFB9, our local station there in Baton Rouge, the 51-year-old rapper... His real name is Michael Tyler, like I said before. He's facing felony charges of domestic abuse, strangulation, and robbery, as well as misdemeanor charges of criminal damage and false imprisonment. The alleged victim, who was treated at a local hospital, identified Mystical as their assailant. Um, Mystical was subsequently arrested and booked into the Ascension Parish Jail on Sunday afternoon. This is not Mystical's first time with this. Mm-mm. Uh he has been arrested twice before for sexual assault in 2003. He pled guilty to sexual battery and extortion and was sentenced to six years in prison. In 2017, he was again arrested for rape and was held in custody for nearly two years until he was able to post bond. The charge was later dropped due to lack of evidence. Okay, so quick story time. This morning at... I'm going to say, let me look at this up. This morning at 6.45 a.m. L.A. time, which would be 8.45 a.m. Baton Rouge time, I get a text. The text is from my mother, and the text says, uh, this nigga is a predator. I know you are in the hip-hop world, which I'm not. I don't know why mom would think that I am. I know you have a relationship with Percy Miller, Percy Miller, which I do. Um, shout out to Master P. Uh, but Mystical has been charged with felony rape, and the girl is your cousin. Have they identified her publicly? They haven't. Okay. And we're not going to identify her right now. <clears throat> um, she goes, I just don't want you taken up for him. Don't know why she would think that I would. Uh, because people are saying that he is being targeted because he is a black man. She contacted me on like yesterday. I know you have a relationship with the hip hop community. My mother thinks that I have this deep relationship with the hip hop community. You that would, think you do? I have a yeah. relationship with the hip hop community. Um, so full disclosure on this situation, this woman is related to us. It's not a close relation. It's not a, a it's not someone that I grew up knowing my entire life or hanging out or anything like that, but it is somebody that is very close to my mother. Somebody that has been a great friend to my mother. Somebody that after she became friends with my mother realized that we are related, which is not something that is uncommon for to, to, to happen in Baton Rouge. Um, and someone who my mother has known for quite a bit of time at this point. And who does have a direct connection to our family? I spoke to her uh, just before Your we cousin? did this podcast. The, yes, I don't want to say her name. In time, she'll be able to tell people. 
if she decides to, her side of this. The first of all, I don't know if people know this. Number one, she had been in a previous relationship with Mystical. They have children, kid together. Um, but they hadn't been romantic from what I understand in a very, very long time. Uh, she went through with me in detail her account of what happened and it is absolutely disgusting. It's disgusting. It's scary. Mm -hmm. uh, not scary. It's terrifying. It's depraved. Hmm. Like not just it. I mean, anytime someone is sexually assaulted, uh, raped or, you know, attacked in that way, it's depraved. But from her account, this was particularly demeaning, uh, dehumanizing, violent, controlling, mm. demonic almost. Um, I will not be identifying her on the podcast. Sure. I will not be uh, talking about exactly the details of what she told me on the podcast. That's her truth to tell. Right. And at some point, uh, maybe she'll want to tell it. Maybe she won't. I'm going to do everything I can in order to help her and get her with the right people for her to, you know, proceed <clears throat> in this case. Um, and also for her to seek whatever other uh, sort of damages she might want from him. Yeah. And if she wants any, I don't know what she wants in terms of, of that or however she wants to punish him. There's a son that's out there somewhere. I, I feel like, you know, for all of this, that he's going to need a lot of support as he sees what's going on in his family. Um, but the reason why I'm even talking about this and saying this is because I understand that when someone is accused of a crime, when someone is accused of something, and it's somebody that we know that might have made us laugh, uh, our inclination is to, our inclination is to say, hey, this is a money grab. This is false. This is uh, something that never happened, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and in cases like this, I would just caution people. The law hasn't had its say yet. These are all allegations at this point, right? The law hasn't had its say yet, hasn't been investigated yet, but... You have to, in a situation like this, give oxygen so that the victims here sure. can breathe. Because if not, all of your uninformed, knee-jerk, bullshit responses to this will suffocate them. Mm -hmm. And they'll be less voracious about approaching their truth and attacking their truth. The truth has to be attacked. Sometimes you can't just go and ask for it. Sometimes you have to rip it away. You know what I mean? Um, and this woman deserves the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. So I heard her. 
I believe her 100%. I believe her 100%. Mm. But there are a lot of people out here who don't even know what the fuck happened and are jumping on this because they like shake your ass. Okay. Pause and be a human for a second. That's all I'm saying. In June 26, 2003, Mystical pleaded guilty to sexual battery and extortion. Pled guilty to sexually assaulting his hairstylist. He was sentenced to six years in state prison. 2000, well, that doesn't apply. In 2012, he had a domestic abuse battery charge. In 2017, he was arrested and then subsequently charged with rape. There is a pattern here. Sure. And I'm sure I'm, I'm missing because I'm scanning through as I'm looking at this. Um, he's, re- he's currently registered as a sex offender. Of course. That happened in 2010. I knew that he had trouble with the law, but I never researched what the trouble was. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly had no idea that it was for sexual assault until this happened. And then I started looking into, well, I know he's been in trouble before. What is it? There's a pattern here. Mm-hmm. That's all. Like, I don't even need to say much to what you just said because you said it so well and it's so true. And mm-hmm. what we're talking about these 20 plus victims with Deshaun Watson and it applies to exactly the case here about giving it oxygen, letting them tell what happened to them, giving them the opportunity rather than believing somebody else because they're famous and they have money and they have status. We have to stop doing that. We have to stop making people feel like they're above the law. And in Mystical's case right here, who, you know, like I was a fan of, but you have to look at what he's done before. He is a predator. He is, he has pled guilty to these similar charges before he is abusive he is dangerous this we have to take this seriously my my thoughts and prayers are with your cousin i can't even imagine what she's going through as she's having to dealing with to deal with what happened to her yeah then this is the father of her child then she's gonna have to deal with the court of public opinion yeah all to get some sort of justice which she absolutely deserves Mm -hmm. on the criminal and the civil side and so i hope that she finds peace but then i also hope she gets justice as well yeah i hope she finds peace i hope she gets justice and i'm going to be right here as a resource Mm -hmm. to make sure that it happens so Mm -hmm. um but all on all with what she wants to do yeah Uh, all with how she is going to be looking at it all with uh with uh with thoughts and concern about how best she gets through this. Um, so, you know, it's just, it, it's weird. And look, let me tell you something else, man. It's, it's just not, it's not that many people that, you know, my mother can lean on for friendship that she trusts. Mm. Um, my mother who herself has been a victim of things like this. It's just, it's just hard being a black lady in South Louisiana, man. It's just it's uh it's tough because so many of our sisters have stories. It's just uh it's just nuts. Yeah. Um all right, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. 
We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. I want the monkeypox vaccine. Do you, Van? Yep. Fuck that shit. Well, apparently it's running low, so you <coughs> might want to try to get it. Nah, so I said, I put it on Twitter and they were like, uh, yo, Van, you know, is don't have to worry about monkeypox because monkeypox only affects gay people. Oh, we've got to stop with that, y'all. That's not true. Nigga, I seen a girl in the shade room that said she got monkey pox. She was poxed out. Mm-hmm. She was, I tell you, she was so poxy. She had, she was pox, she was poxing. She had a significant pox. And I, when I tell you, it was pox everywhere. This is one of the worst fucking things. Hey man, God bless you, sister. She said she worked at the, at the racetrack. She is from Marietta, Georgia. Okay. And she was on the shade room and it was pox on her fucking lips, dog. Fucking poxy. And she said she thinks she got it from handling money. And touching her face. And touching her face. She thinks she got the goddamn pox. And my thing is, is like, it's, it's like. Are you, it's, why are you scratching yourself? <laughs> like, stop. It was so fucked up. Stop. You're making it me was nervous. So fucked up. Like, it, it's like, my thing is, I need, look, I don't give a fuck, man. I need the vaccine, bro. I don't want to fucking get the pox, man. I don't want it either. I mean, maybe we should, it, it's. It's said that you get it through. It is not a disease that only affects the LGBTQ plus community. Please stop spreading that nonsense out there. But you can get it by being in close contact with someone who has it. And it's like chickenpox, right? Pox. Like chickenpox. Yeah. But chickenpox didn't look like Fuck that. no. Chickenpox is a bitch compared to the monkeypox. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I be boxing. And now when I'm boxing, yeah. you know, I put the jab on niggas a little bit more. Because now when I'm boxing, I'm like, I'm putting the jab on them now. Yeah, get off I wouldn't me. be You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like they want to throw a hook. Just I'm, sweat I'm flying around, everywhere. I'm putting the jab on you. Get off me. Juices flowing. Get off me. Get off me, Mm-mm. man. But the pox is a serious situation. It's, uh, San Francisco has declared an emergency with monkeypox. Authority authorities in New York says the virus represented an imminent threat to public health across the state. Oh, my God. San Francisco have called it a local health emergency. Mayor, uh, Mayor London Breeze said the risk of the disease remained low, but the declaration going into August 1st would help uh, in the mobilization of resources. I have a homie. <gasps> no. No, 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 no. He didn't have the pox. Oh. He got the pox vaccine. He got the first shot of the pox vaccine. He says he's waiting for the second pox shot of the pox. It's vaccine. two vaccines. You gotta get it twice apparently the vaccine for the pox. Donnie, are you there? Yeah, I'm 15 miles from Marietta, maybe closer. <clears throat> you got that pox, bro? I could tell. You might want to get the vaccine. You might want to, Donnie, Donnie. Could you? Would you get the pox vaccine if you could? 
Yeah, I would. I trust science. Yeah. So is the U.S. has confirmed forty nine hundred monkeypox cases. Twelve hundred are in New York. Two hundred sixty one have been diagnosed in San Francisco. It, 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 Where was that thing that said you don't want it to get in the water because yeah, if bullshit. it gets oh that was it was okay. like like okay. so like I, I I put that up on my story oh maybe I so I blame you for the faulty information nah, I, I put Why it up on my story out there I believe so, so wait, it so has a Shirley Van vets the stuff he puts out the pox. so I I jumped out the window shout out to Amanda Amanda hit me up. Amanda was like, yo, you should take that down because a lot of epidemiologists say that that's all a bunch of bullshit, that the pox is already in the wastewater and it's poxing out and stuff like that. Not only are the, not only is the pox going crazy, nigga, polio is on the rise. Is it really? Yeah, look, I'm going to tell y'all straight up. I'm going to give y'all one warning because I'm not talking about this every time because my nerves too bad. I'm give y'all one warning. All this stupid shit that y'all on, we're going back to the dark ages, baby. Yeah, we are. We haven't thought about fucking polio since the 50s. But because of the fact that there is such vaccine hesitation, we're seeing increases in fucking polio in parts of the United States of the world. Fucking polio. United States of America. Polio. We're talking about what FDR had. Jonas Salk fucking fit, figured, figured that shit out a long time ago. All right? Polio. Polio's coming back. They won't fucking get the polio. And guess what'll happen? Polio will fucking take your legs. Guys. It said it was found in New York Rocklands County wastewater. In the wastewater. Polio. First confirmed case in the U.S. in almost a decade. In a decade. I want want you guys to think about this. Oh, my gosh. All these people out here that say, hey, this scientific misinformation and disinformation (laughs) doesn't hurt anyone. Bullshit. Of course it hurts people. It definitely hurts people because as we allow these sort of <laughs> bad sort of listen to how Rachel's coughing right now. That's a, one of the first signs. Stop! To- <laughs> what? Let me look up the symptoms now. <laughs> symptoms. Nah, I don't think you get up. Look, seriously, make sure your science is is fucking on point because the reality of these situations is that the fucking shit can come back. These diseases didn't just leave the planet. We beat them through science and ingenuity. But if we say, hey, come back, polio, polio will get fucking dressed up and come back into society. Stop saying We don't even get vaccinated for it anymore. Please stop saying that. Please stop. You know what I don't like about this what? is that it says twelve hundred cases in New York, two hundred cases in San Francisco. Where are the other two thousand? It's about monkeypox. Yeah, we don't know. Where are they? You know, you never know. You never know. Well, Marietta, Georgia is one. Marietta, Georgia. Donnie, Donnie, are you afraid of monkeypox? Terrified. It sounds so much scarier and is so much scarier than chickenpox. My goodness. Speaking of chickens and animals and shit like that. Are you ever going to tell us what happened with the rabbit or with any of the other things? <laughs> Are you ever going to yeah. attempt to? Yeah. Come on, bro. What the fuck, dog? There is a slight snake update. Um, I got in touch with uh, the Georgia Wildlife and Fisheries, and they said that for them to come out, I have to send them a picture of the snake so they, they'll know if it's poisonous or not. So for the past like week and a half, 
I've been trying to get a picture of this snake and it's been as elusive as ever. I haven't seen it. I know it's still there though. If you get close enough for a picture, kill it. What was I doing to them beetles in the backyard? Y'all, I gotta be honest with y'all. What was I doing to him? Van was so, screaming at me because I was killing. I was smacking them. So, they were flying left and right. So they're beetles. Rachel has a beetle issue in her backyard. <laughs> I've never seen them come out like that. Beautiful, harmless beetles. And these city folk, these city folk from the middle of the goddamn urban sprawl that is now America were killing beetles for no reason. There's absolutely zero reason. Everybody's freaking out because <laughs> these beetles are flying around. These beetles are harmless. They were huge and, and green. Gorgeous. And green. And I thought got, they were cicadas. And you guys are slapping the beetles. There's literally literally nothing that the beetle could do. It was chasing us. It was flying. One got in Maya's hair. So what? One, even so, Bozeman it, was like all upset about it. Be, Bozeman gets upset from his own shadow. He's scared, <laughs> you know, Bozeman guys, he has his dad's anxiety situation. You guys would just kill it. Rachel, I don't know if you respect nature like that. I'm going to be honest with you. I smacked the shit out of that. I like <laughs> swatted it they, with that noodle. With that noodle. Boom. And Constance killed a beetle with her bare hand. <laughs> it's like they smacking around beetles and all of this. And I feel sorry for the beetles because the beetles are like, yo, this is our fucking place all of these trees they're and shit. insects don't do don't do the same argument so the, with, the, the, with the mountain lions the insects that you do with these beetles let me ask you a question and don't call me a non-animal lover when i've adopted not one but two dogs yeah for your that's different though you adopt a dog adopting a dog let me let me break this down for people right now mm-hmm. adopting a dog doesn't make you an animal lover what i but i do love animals adopting a dog doesn't make you an animal lover Adopting a dog means you've adopted. It's a great thing to do. You want a furry little pal to come in and and hug you up and be down with you forever. The real test of an animal lover is how you treat my lion. The real <laughs> test of an animal lover is whether or not why kill the beetle. Because it was bothering the us. The beetle's dead now. I have a fear of things that fly. I've talked about this multiple times. Would you kill if let, let's say there was a, like a, a sparrow back there and the sparrow was? Would you kill the sparrow? Isn't it isn't it illegal to do that? I'm just asking. You forget about the law. We know you. It depends how if I if I could I probably would. see what I'm saying. <laughs> and then Donnie gonna kill the snake. The snake hadn't done nothing. Have you ever been attacked by a bird? Of course. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, then you think differently. But of apparently course, not. Of course, I've been attacked by a bird. I spent my whole life outside. I've been attacked by snakes. I've been well, attacked by beetles. I've been bit up by all kinds of things. But you know what? The more time you spend outside in nature, the more you understand that it's a delicate ecosystem and everything has its place. You know what? I'll be honest with you. Can I tell you a little story about the mouse that was in my room? So check me out. We lived in... in <laughs> so check me out. We lived in Zachary. All right. After mom left, it was just me and dad in the house. The house went from beautiful to all fucked up in like six hours. <laughs> my mother was there. My mother would come out. She would pressure wash the fucking sign outside. Everything would happen. Like my mother would be like, son, it's time to go outside and cut this, whatever. If anything like broke like on the stove, 
Some there's a guy coming out, fix the stove, whatever. It got to the point to where you would turn the fire on the stove, right? It was an electric stove. You turn it on on, a, on an island, and it would go pop, pop, pop. <laughs> and me and my dad just left it. You know what I'm saying? Like me and my dad, like, like me and my dad just left it. The washing machine broke. Me and my dad didn't call somebody out to fix the washing machine. We just started just, going to the laundromat. Like, you know oh what I'm gosh. saying? Like, every, and when my mom was there, everything, she left, everything was fucked up. And another thing that happened is critters started to, like, oh come around. Like, I'm, I, don't, I don't know how she, whatever she was doing to keep the house together, which we never appreciate women for doing, but she was keeping the house together. So, you know, me and my dad are there, and I would see from, run from the hall to my closet, a mouse. And my dad saw him one time. And my dad was like, all right, son, that's what we're going to do about the mouse. Because outside there were rats. And we were used to that, right? But in the country, he's like, this is what we're going to do about the mouse. We're going um, to go up here to Walmart. Well, he called it Walmart. I don't know why he wouldn't say the team. Go up here to Walmart. And we'll leave little rat traps. Put the rat traps out there. Get the rat. Get the, get the mouse, right? And we had had mouse traps before and stuff like that. But for some reason, this time, I would see the little mouse running back and forth. I didn't want him to die, man. Mm. I didn't want him to die. You know what I started doing? Feeding him. Balling up little pieces of cheese. Oh, my gosh. Did you get caught? Please tell me you got caught. <laughs> Balling up little pieces of cheese. <laughs> Remember, my dad How old came, are you? I'm like 23, 22. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like 23. What? Maybe even 24. Maybe even 24. Like, like my like no hell no my like this is my parents my parents got divorced so like I'm like I might have been 23 24 so I remember my dad comes and my dad yeah he's actually coming to the door to tell me something really sad and he steps on like a little piece of cheese <laughs> so look so my dad was coming to the door it's very sad I don't want my dad was coming on the door to tell me that his mother had passed away Aww. so my dad was coming to the door is knock 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 I'm like what. He's like, open the door, boy. I'm like, well, he's like, well, I'm like, what's up? He's like, open the door, boy. So I like close down onionbooty.com on my computer. And then I go over to the door. <laughs> I go over to the, I go over to the door. I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, uh, she passed on. I'm like, damn, and we have a little moment right there, hug. And then he he looks, he stepped on the side of his boot, some cheese. And he's he looked at me, he's like, why is there cheese on the floor? And then I looked at him. Then he looked at me. And he just shook his head and walked up. <laughs> he didn't have the heart. Like he didn't. He didn't. He he didn't realize. He didn't. He didn't have the heart to like get at me for for not having the balls enough to kill the mouse. I hope that mouse is still alive somewhere. I hope it's not. All right, y'all. That's enough. Uh, on the next show, we're gonna talk about the girl at FAMU who. Uh, it just came through. You're laughing. <laughs> They're laughing. We're going to talk about the Curler fam, you, who's under investigation now for taking a butt-naked graduation picture. <laughs> Take the caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr. I'm Rachel Lynn Lindsay. We out. Bye. <laughs>